we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine. Uh, and as I mentioned in my podcast not too long ago, uh, he kind of helped me get this job in a way. So uh, networking is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely do it. Two hey, thumbs up. Who you know is better than what you know sometimes. Sometimes. And if you got both going for you, yes. even better. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, let's welcome in Hank Mondaka. He has a charitable foundation called Athletes for Life. And uh, he, he runs these very special football camps that we want to talk about. So, Hank, how are you? I'm doing great. Good morning, you guys. Morning to you, Hank. All right, so I, I actually watched the podcast you and Michelle did on the Crimson Corner not too long ago, and Michelle was like, "Hey, we have to get Hank on the radio show. So make it happen." I, I, I told her, "Like, let's get this. Let's get this thing. Let's get. Let's make it happen." Uh, can you explain exactly what your? I'm I'm going to kind of give you the thirty thousand foot question here. Can you explain exactly what your overarching goal is with what you're doing with your foundation, et cetera? Absolutely. First of all, I want to thank you guys for having me on and uh, getting a chance to talk about it. Um, it's platforms like yours that are going to help us grow and get this word out. What we're trying to accomplish is to help the uh, the children, the kids on reservations across the country. Um, obviously, we can't cover it all, but we would like to um, teach them the way that we kind of grew up on how to survive, how to to um, have some faith, have some uh, some hope uh, for themselves. Um, when we started in Pine Ridge, we were just going to go help uh, a football team, their coaches, and um, the players. Well, little did we know we were going to become friends. We were going to get involved with families. We were going to get involved with the community. Um, and so now um, it's turned into a very, very fruitful cause. Um, we're trying to instill in these kids um, some some sort of, of um, like I said, some faith and hope, because those are the things that they do not have. You know, when we talk about kids on the reservation, um, what do they have? I, I tell people nothing, but people automatically think, okay, homes, cars, whatever, you know, monetary value items. But no, it's the intangibles, um, faith, hope, pride. They, these kids didn't even know what the word pride meant. Um, and the suicide rates are, are through the roof. Um, uh, unfortunately, they see this as a, a good way out, and we want to curtail that. We want to give them some hope. And, and through athletics, teach them the intangibles that you learn through, through athletics as well, you know, the teamwork, the respect, the discipline, things that uh, naturally come along with, with participating in sports. And now you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I I don't think people fully understand. You know, explain Pine Ridge specifically because I think Pine Ridge is a little bit more of a gnarly story and situation than what you're about to deal with, which we'll get to in just a minute. But talk talk about the living conditions in Pine Ridge. Sure. Well, um, in 2018, uh, my uh, former high school teammate Joe Pena. Uh, was on vacation in South Dakota, and he met a gentleman, and he was a coach at a high school called Red Cloud on Pine Ridge Reservation. And um, they talked about helping out and what we can do or what Joe can do to help, and um, he pursued that that relationship, and, and Red Cloud eventually turned him down. But two miles away was Pine Ridge High School. Mm. Now, Pine Ridge Reservation um, is on the border of South Dakota and Nebraska. Um, there is a town 
in Nebraska, it's slipping my mind. It's about a 15-minute drive. It's not very far. But they had three liquor stores, little mini marts. And Pine Ridge is a dry reservation uh, for obvious reasons. And people would go there to, to purchase their alcohol and either make it across the border or they didn't. But these three liquor stores, um, 99% of their business came from people on the road. So to get away from the hope and despair that, that they live every day, they would, they would just drink. And I had um, student-athletes late for practice, and I'd say, hey, man, you know, you okay? Everything all right? I could tell he'd been crying. And he would say, um, yeah, you know, my dad's on my case. And I said, well, everything all right? He says, well, my dad just thinks I'm wasting my time coming out here. You know, he, he, he drinks all day, and he, and he tells me I'm wasting my time playing around on the grass that I'm just going to end up just like him and just like my grandpa. And so not only do they have nothing um, or any faith, but it's a detriment. You know, they're, they're, they're taught that, um, you know, if you stay here, you're going to end up like us. So we encourage them to get off the reservation if they want to make it, whether it's school or a job. Um, and it's hard. It's very, very difficult for them to leave home. We've had a few student-athletes attend college come back only because they they missed their two or three year old child and that's reality there on the road um you have people anywhere from 13 to 17 people living in a trailer um that trailer um has no heat um they have water um but those conditions are are typical of of that particular reservation and um when you see this it's very very eye-opening um their downtown consists of a post office, a grocery store, a pizza hut, subway, and a gas station. The gas station is the main hangout. You know, they have a little mini mart there, um, but that's where the community meets. And eventually we got to, to know some of the community there. They, they really um, welcome up, welcomed us with open arms after three years. Um, when we arrived there, the first camp, um, these kids were told, hey, here comes the white man again. You know, you, you don't look them in the eye. Don't don't listen to what they say. They're they're going to be gone just like all the other nonprofits that get government funds. They come here for a year, and um, we won't see them again. So be careful. And, and I found this out from players two or three years down the road. They said they knew you were coming, and they warned us. And so the first year, they you know we were wondering why these kids weren't looking us in the eye and. You know, they were they were very obedient. You know, it was, it was like coaching kids in the 70s, which was a refreshing uh, opportunity for us as coaches. But we had to earn our respect, and we had to earn our way into that community um, through our persistent year-after-year uh, -year return uh, trips. And um, now it's flourishing. And what a natural way to, to fit. Um, the spinoff from what Joe started uh, into the Utah venture. And that's what I was going to ask you about here, Hank. So now you guys are bringing essentially the kind of the same idea, but bringing it closer to home here in the state of Utah to the Uinta or a reservation out in the basin area. Uh, you mentioned the fact that you kind of, that was the inspiration for it. Are the, are the situations comparable? How are they different? Like what are we looking at here? Well, it, it, the conditions are not as bad. Um, I visited the reservation with um, with our our committee guy, uh, who, who, who uh, this this whole trip could not be made possible. But his name is Cameron Kutch. 
His father, Forrest Kutch, is on the presidential committee for the University of Utah. Um, we could do, still do some help. You know, it, it's it's our our group, Athletes for Life, that that will help wherever help is needed. What areas do you, do you would you like to see us help? And their main focus was on um, the youth to get the youth comfortable in athletics, to get the youth comfortable to going out for athletics um, once they reach high school because uh, it's a little difficult. They're a little intimidated. And so it's our, our hopes that through these camps we can, um, we can build relationships between the high school student-athletes and the kids on the reservation. That's the hope. Um, so it's not as intimidating the first day of school. So they know somebody on, on the football baseball or basketball team and um, try to make that transition a little bit easier. And our goal is to be there um, this year with fifth and sixth graders. I think we're going to start. And our goal is to be there when those fifth and sixth graders are juniors and seniors in high school. So they will have been through the program. And hopefully we can see um, a little advance in the number of of Native Americans there on the reservation participated in, in athletics. Um, you never know what you're going to find. Now, talk about the cast of characters you have coming in to help with this. Uh, <laughs> there, there are some fun, some very familiar names if you're especially a Utah fan, but even if you're just a general state of Utah sports fan, uh, there's some names that matter coming up there. Well, you better be careful, Michelle. You're you're one of those characters. <laughs> <laughs> She is. We're going um, we're, we're to welcome you and um, whatever you bring um, to the, the camp um, to let you know, Salt Lake City know what we're doing in real time. But we do have some, some names that, um, who want to get involved in this cause. You know, being able to, to give back to the University of Utah has been very, very fruitful for us, and, and we're, we're very, very proud to do it. Um, names like Jeff Reyes. Jeff Reyes played in the 80s, and his claim to fame was he had five sacks against Hawaii at home. And I don't know if that's still part of the record, but it, incredible. I played high school with Jeff Reyes. Um, another guy that uh, um, I played with was Dave Cullody. Dave Cullody went on to play uh, for the 49ers uh, in the late 80s and got a Super Bowl ring. And um, he went on to finish his career in Cleveland for the Browns. Um, so those are guys that went to Pine Ridge. Those are guys I got involved back in the day, and it, it was a natural fit for them to, to be a part of this, to, to, to bridge the gap between the Ute Reservation community and the University of Utah through athletics. Was, it, it's just a natural fit. Um, and we, we have some other interests as well, you know, um, a guy named Gene Nickram, who's been, uh, he was, he's more late, late, uh, Late 70s, I think um, uh, Coach Howard was his last year coaching Gene Nickram, the offensive lineman. Um, but they all want to give back. They all want to be a part of this. And we've also recruited um, Earl Tucker. There's a name that, that not a lot of people have, have thought about in the last 15 years. But, wow, he was the cubby of his day. Mm-hmm. And I like to throw out the other part of that sentence, but, but maybe Covey was the Tucker of this day. You know, he okay. was a dynamic returner. He was a dynamic returner, and, and his claim to fame was that he led the nation in both punt returns and kickoff returns. And I don't think anybody's ever done that since. Um, to top it all off, we have a current NFL great um, XU, Jackson Barton. Um, you know, we talked to him last year. He <laughs> he said, you know what, he said, you didn't even have to ask. 
you know, Gene Nickram and I have been talking, and and I, I definitely want to be a part of this, and and we're gonna we're gonna have him out as well um, to the camp, and and those are just a, a few names. Um, Lance Winger is another Ute uh, that played back in the day, who's going to give of his time, and 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 I want to thank these guys because they are volunteers, they give of their time, and and get nothing in return. Um, I know the satisfaction that they're going to get. I've been through it, and and I can't wait for them to go through this. Now, Hank. This is awesome because I've got uh, family connections to the Basin area out there near Vernal where the Uinta Ori Reservation is at. And you guys are doing this in conjunction with Union High School, which is in Roosevelt. Uh, when it comes to how people can get involved with it, what do you guys need? Where can they donate? Like, what, what are the ways people can get involved, I guess, the everyday person? Um, well, we could use help of all sorts. Um, we're going to be having fundraisers coming up there in Salt Lake. We're going to have a golf tournament eventually um, next spring uh, to help our efforts. We're going to have um, jacket drives to help the reservation, uh, clothing drives to, to give. And I encourage people to go to our website to keep up on our efforts. Uh, the website is athlete, the number four, dot life. We don't use the, the dot com. Again, athletes, the number four, dot life. And they'll be able to see um, information on the camp. Um, there'll be information uh, ongoing all year um, about those efforts that I spoke about. And there's a donation page. And, of course, we can use all sorts of donations. You know, um, we will eventually be targeting some high schools here in California to become involved by giving old equipment mm. that they might not need to use. And we can definitely find some uses for it. Um I encourage people to to stay up on the the Little Youth Conference, which is the Pop Warner team or conference there on on uh, the Ute Reservation. Um, they're trying to build that back up, and that's going to be part of our efforts um, as, part, as part of fundraising to help those kids um, get that conference back up and running. So again, athletes the number four dot life. Um, we take donations from five dollars to fifty dollars. Um, we have several sponsors that are a part of this group in Utah. Um, Delsco, Delsco Northwest, Finley Resources, Tower Arch Capital, Kitchens and More, and CCI, the uh, telecommunications company. So please check us out. You know, if you feel um, that it's a worthy cause, please help us out. If you have any questions, you can contact me. My information is on the website. I'd be happy to talk with you. Um, we have a gentleman that, that did those steps. His name is Mike Livingston. Mike Livingston called me and said, hey, Hank, you know, I've been a Pop Warner coach here in Salt Lake City for, for 20, 25 years. Um, I want to know what you guys are doing. I want to I want to um, see if there's anything I can do to help. He's on our team. He's on our staff. He's going to be running our youth camp. He he has experience um, running Kyle Whittingham's youth camp. So, obviously, it's a natural fit. And if we have a place for you, we'll definitely use you. Unfortunately, it's not going to work out this time, but you have been – talking with the current Utah football team. They've been heavily involved in helping, you know, set some things up, get get some connections made. Uh, and I know that the future plans are eventually, you know, turning this into an a perhaps NIL opportunity uh, with current players and, and getting some of the current coaches on staff to come up and help. How important is it to you uh, to see 
that connection with the current athletes, the current coaching staff and the Ute tribe outside of like the Ute proud game and actually getting them together to where they can talk to each other and and get to know each other? Well, I think it's huge. I think it's huge for these kids to be able to see, touch and feel current players and coaches, the people that they've been watching, the people that they've been um, throwing the football in the backyard, emulating like we did as kids, you know, um, to give them a sense of pride um, that that this team, those players, are wearing the circle and feather. You know, um, the intangibles, again, you know, are, are infinite as far as the pride that we hope they would feel. And, you know, this is our first go-around, and the timing was a little off um, with the Utah Youth Camps. Um, but when I reached out to Kyle Whittingham, he was all over this. He thought, what a wonderful thing you guys are doing. He was very, very proud of, of our efforts. And he, he basically said that, you know, whatever you need, let me know. Well, the timing obviously was a little off, but um, I, we've set the foundation with several players and several coaches and the, the NIL plan. Um, so next year, uh, we, not, we may not wait until summer. We might do something right after the season. I don't know. Um, but, yes, they are definitely in the works, uh, so stay tuned. Now, I need to just acknowledge this. So I, I was looking up Pine Ridge and their high school. I had no idea their mascot were the Thorpes, mm-hmm. like, uh, for Jim Thorpe. And I'm a I, <laughs> Hank, I, I, a lot of people think I did communications in college. I did not. I actually kind of fell into this career in a way. Uh, but I actually studied history. And in particular, I like the early 20th century. And Jim Thorpe is a huge part yeah. of that. Maybe the greatest athlete who literally ever lived in United States history. It's cool to have that be their that have that as their mascot. That's an incredible, incredible I think mascot to have for Pine Ridge. You know, you can see it on paper, and you can get a little touch or feel like you just did. Yeah, but boy, talk about a marketing opportunity, huh? Sure, absolutely. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. But the pride they take in in, in being called the Thorpes. Is it's awesome? It's one of the things that they look forward to uh, there in Pine Ridge. It's um, I don't know when they 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 made that name, but it, it's a natural fit. And mm-hmm. to to talk about a role model, um, he was awesome, and, and they know it, and they're very prideful there. They are very prideful people, and um, they just need a little nudge or a little little glimmer of hope. Um, I still keep in touch with these kids from five years ago. You know, they still call me. They still, um, hey, coach. You know what? I'm I'm on the bus headed to a championship. I'm a little nervous. You know, and and I'll I'll talk to him, and he says, hey, you know what? This guy sitting next to me didn't play football, but you know he's nervous too. Can you talk to him? I mean, when you coach and you give back in in this aspect, you really don't know what comes back to you, and it's things like that 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 touch your heart and pull on your strings that make you think that you're doing a little bit right and that you should keep keep going and, and, and affect some more lives like that. And, um, yeah, Jim Thorpe, what a wonderful athlete, and, and he's all over that, that school. Um, yeah, thank you, for, thank you for bringing that up. I just I, – the thing is I, I've read enough of things about Jim Thorpe. Like I never had, obviously, the opportunity to watch him play, but there are so many – contemporary reports of him and the different professional sports he played. Like we're talking professional in multiple arenas. What a legend. And yeah, I think it's a great thing for them to obviously hopefully live up to that ideal in particular. And it's cool that you guys are trying to help out with that as well. Yes, it was, it was a good fit. Great fit. You know, I wanted to point out also um, part of our football camp 
that we're doing here um, on the Ute Reservation is we're we're instilling a mental health skills portion. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you'd be interested to know that the person heading this up um, is a gal named Lisa Mitzel. And for those of you who remember or don't remember, Lisa Mitzel was an all-American gymnast back in the mid '80s. She was she was a part of that three or four or eight-time national run, whatever that was. <laughs> um, she was phenomenal to watch. She's our age. Um, and she's going to be uh, taking 30, 40 minutes with the student-athletes and teaching them about mental health skills. And she's also going to spend 30, 40 minutes once we hit the grass with the community that shows up uh, to talk about to talk to the parents about the same. And we think that's going to be huge. We think that's going to be a great addition to what we're trying to accomplish. And um, so I wanted to throw that out there. Um, Lisa runs a, a company called Zen Tiger Mind, and she's doing a, a phenomenal job with it. Uh, we talked about the pride there is with Jim Thorpe at Pine Ridge. Obviously, there's also this pride in being a University of Utah Ute as Correct. an athlete. Yeah. Uh, and and I think there's pride on the reservation as well that the flagship university in the state uh, it takes their name and gives them a little bit of a platform to share their culture and, and some of the things that they do with like the Ute Proud game, doing the halftime show. From your standpoint, what does it mean to you to be able to kind of further bridge that gap and maybe help continue building the relationship so that it's longstanding, you know, into the future? Well, as an ex-athlete, um, you know, you, you wear circle and feather and you become prideful of it. I mean, it just, it just automatically happens. And when you're able to give back, um, we are very, very fortunate to be able to give back to a living entity that, that we wore on our helmet, that we sweated for, that we bled for, that some of us broke bones for and gave our all. Um, and, and took a big part of our life. Those are memories that we will, we will die with. And um, to be able to give back is just it is a tremendous feeling of, of pride um, to have it all in, in, intertwined. You know, when I talk to people up at the university about our, our venture here, um, they say, you know, I'm glad I'm obviously happy with what you're doing. But, you know, we should be doing more for them. You know, we 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 are we should be we should be honoring them a little bit more. We should have we should be more cognizant of what they bring what we're, what we're allowed to wear for them um, what we represent with the circle and feather and um there's some arguments about the double block you but that's probably for another broadcast <laughs> but, um, it's very prideful it's very it's very uplifting it's very fulfilling and, and it, it drives me and i know it drives all these guys that i just mentioned and it's going to drive them more so once they get this first camp under their belt all right. Well, Hank, I really appreciate you jumping on and talking a little bit more about, you know, what it is you're doing. And hopefully we get you a, a few more people interested in wanting to help and, and getting involved, because I do think it's a worthy cause. And there is something I think truly great about being you proud as a, as a Ute student, yeah. uh, not an athlete, but a Ute student myself. Uh, there, There is just a certain amount of pride and and getting to showcase that and give back to that means the world. Absolutely. You know what? I want to thank um, the new coach at Union High School, Coach Dustin Long, 
and the athletic director, Jesse. Um, I want to thank them for giving us their facilities, and they are phenomenal facilities. We can't wait to to go out there and have fun on that campus. Um, you know, one, th- one last thing I want to say, you know, you would have mentioned what does it mean. You know, how many, how many football players in the country are able to give back to the logo on the helmet? You know, a lot of them are mascots. A lot of them, a lot of them may have some meaning, but, you know, when you, again, when you wear that circle and feather, it's, uh, it means something, and there's somebody behind that. And I just wanted to leave you guys with that. Well, we appreciate it. And, Hank, like, like I said, we'll, uh, we'll have you on again, absolutely, because I'd love to talk actually more about Utah football itself with you because you have history. You played in the 80s. You can, you can kind of track the entire rise of the Utah football program. We'd love to talk to you more about that. But best of luck with the camp out there in the basin, and we will plan on talking with you down the road, all right? Thank you very much. There you go. Hank Mundaka.